0: Love Talk Radio.
1: uh it seems to me like it's a perfect time for a cup of Joe. And uh, I'm hoping that the background noise isn't too bad, but that's uh, this high-tech studio I've got here. And uh, I've also got a dog sitting behind me chomping on a ball. So sometimes that makes for a little bit of noise. Um, I'm in a precarious spot again today as... Um, has happened many, many times with this show and uh, the, the team that generally assists me uh, in setting the show up and screening the show and all the other things that sometimes happen behind the scenes is not happening right now, so I am uh, going to wing this, and what that means probably is that we'll likely do a smaller show, probably a half an hour, and we'll just see how it goes. Um, Without a screener, I'm going to rely on my memory. And anybody who knows me knows that I never, never rely on my memory. And just so you can see, this is the dog making all the noise behind me. Where are you, champ? There he is. And he is chomping away on a ball in the background. So that is my trusty steed champion, and um, he likes the ball, and uh, I like him, so it works out okay. So what we're going to do is um, I'm going to go ahead and wing it. I know the two callers I have on the line right now, so I'm going to go ahead and bring up Craig Cecil, and Craig is going to co-host the show with me from the audio feed today um, as I don't have a Zoom video feed today, um, which means, Craig, are you there?
2: Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And uh, here around Chicago, we've had 50-mile-an-hour winds today. And all I know is my computer is telling me no Wi-Fi. So I don't think Ah. I could have gotten a hold of you anyway. Does that happen with a bunch of wind?
1: Yeah, yeah. Wind can be... um, pretty obnoxious and cause all kinds of problems it get, gets in the way of relays and um it can do all kinds of things it throws a lot of dust up in the air and can interfere with satellite signals and all kinds of stuff i uh, 50 mile an hour wind is no joke um we were just in idaho last weekend and we were what i considered in a windy day and they're like ah this is just a breeze and it was um it was pretty thick as far as the, the, the smoke and the, the dust that was up in the air. We get them out here from time to time, but um, generally, you know, our, our winds out here are generally below 30 miles an hour. But when it gets up, we, we consider it a disaster. I don't know if you know about California um, weather responses, but anything outside of, um, you know, sunny and warm between 70 and 90 degrees, anything outside of that is a friggin' disaster. It's a storm watch, heat wave, cold snap. It's it's something newsworthy for sure. So
2: Now, don't you get a, Santa Ana winds that are about that strong and burns down a whole bunch of cities? And <laughs>
1: well, the Santa Ana wind is what they call the wind that blows out of the desert. And so it blows from east to west, and it's a dry, warm wind. And what it means is that when a fire lights up, that dry, warm wind exacerbates that fire a lot. And so when we have Santa Ana conditions, they call it red flag conditions, which means the fires are, are, it's a very dangerous fire scenario. When the winds blow the other direction, from the north or from the west, to the east, they tend to be cooler and more damp. So I don't know. It's uh, Generally speaking, we don't really have weather disasters in California. We're just a bunch of pussies, and everybody thinks that everything's a disaster. And if you're not getting offended by something, you're reacting to some kind of an emergency. That's California.
2: I've had a technologi- technologically challenging day. Like I told you, the Wi-Fi, the little symbol on the computer, instead of being the like the little echo symbol, it's an airplane. I don't know what that means, but it means that it's telling me that it means that the Wi-Fi is turned off. So, ah, yeah, the airplane
1: would seem like it'd be in airplane mode. Now, you might also want to check. You might have a switch on your computer that is your Wi-Fi, and. Sometimes you accidentally hit that button, and I'm not even sure. On my computer it's different, but I remember um, on, I had a PC before, and on the top bar somewhere there's a, usually a button that has that Wi-Fi symbol. And sometimes there was times when I accidentally hit it and turned it off, and I thought, oh, everything's broken, everything's broken. turned out I, I just hit the wrong button. So you you might want to check if you can find the Wi-Fi button on the computer. Um, it, it's entirely possible that there isn't such a problem. That sounds almost like you're in airplane mode.
2: That Like I say, there's a little picture of an airplane there. Now, the phone got <laughs> me today. As you know, you called me, and I didn't answer. Well, it turns out I didn't answer a bunch of people. And I started poking around in the phone thinking that there's something wrong, and it said that it's in do-not-disturb mode. And it took me a long time to figure out how to turn that off. <laughs> oh, that is
1: funny. Well, it seems like I you poked got around for
2: 20 time. minutes. <laughs> yeah, you might
1: have some kind of a poltergeist running around pushing buttons. That's definitely, uh, <laughs> that's definitely uh, something to be looked out for. Well, Craig, you know we got a lot of stuff going on. I want to make a few announcements, and we're gonna probably have a short show today. I don't have a whole lot of material, and we don't have a backup team over here. And um, hell, I don't even have my Zoom feed. So probably gonna do a half an hour show and call it lovely. But I do have some announcements. Um, number one, uh, the Human Solution at Um, Election is going to be coming up in about two weeks And what is going to be happening is on the website T-H-S-I-N-T-L dot org We're going to be putting up a voter registration page And what that means is if you are an active member of the Human Solution And by that it means that you've renewed your membership in the last year Or you have a lifetime membership as You know, some of the hard-time members do, like you, Craig. You happened to be given a hard-way membership back when you were dealing with a life in prison. So you you got bestowed um, one of the rare lifetime memberships. I don't even have a lifetime membership. I pay my dues every year like everybody else. (laughs)
0: Um, But if
1: you are an active member, then you qualify to vote in our elections. And so uh, that page will be up on the website on Sunday, And you can sign up um, to receive your ballot, which is going to happen in about two weeks. And when that happens, all of the um, executive positions, president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, chairman of the board, and all board members are reelected every two years. And they're reelected by a consensus of all of the members. And so it's something that, you know, we've always been – um, a very grassroots and transparent 501c3. And I don't know of any other 501c3 that, that does that, that literally leads, leaves their leadership up to their membership. But I think it's kind of the best way, because if any time a leader or, or a group of leaders wasn't doing their job right, and the members didn't think they were doing it right, every two years they get a chance to replace them. And just like our elected officials, you know, and, and my hope is that enough people will care enough um, to, to raise their vote and, you know, we'll continue um, the tradition that we've had. We've always had a strong leadership base. It's all volunteers, so we don't have to worry about ulterior motives. Anybody that uh, – Signs up for any of these positions is going to be asked to volunteer 10 to 20 hours a week of their time, and you know all you get is uh, you become a target of social media, <laughs> and sometimes you get to be part of something amazing like some of the good work we're doing, and uh, that's you know that's that's the actual reward. So that's happening, and um, it's been um, a long time coming. We've got some good candidates for the offices, and. I suspect we're going to have a good, uh, another good leadership team. We're also um, uh, opening up our advisory board, and so we're going to be having um, a place to, to nominate yourself or somebody else. But I think it's going to, you're going to have to nominate yourself because you've got to want to do it. I don't want people nominating other people that don't know about it um, to be on our advisory team. And what that means is that sometimes we're working on a project or we're going to be considering taking on a project and we might have a big roundtable um, open house meeting for the team leaders and the executive or, and the advisors. So um, there's been a number of cases where we've done that. And I think it just it helps to keep us to be a well-rounded organization. Um, it keeps us on point, and uh, I, think, I think it makes a difference. And the next thing that I have to announce is this Saturday, from noon till probably long after dark, um, the headquarters chapter in Southern California is going to be having a meeting. And, um, you know, we used to do this every month. Um, sometimes we did it more often than not. But because of, you know, the, this year's insanity and COVID and everything else, Um, There really hasn't been a whole lot of physical meetings. Um, I just decided, well, number one, um, Mike and Sarah from Kansas are coming out um, to stay with us for a couple of days, and they're going to be, you know, they're our our chapter coordinators out of Kansas. Um, They also just got married, and um, they're also part of our business team and, and just amazing folks. And I thought, well... Since they're going to be out for the weekend, it would be a great time to um, get some of the local hospitality some of the local team to to get to meet everybody. Um, So we're going to have a a potluck, a barbecue, Uh, we'll be doing some fellowshipping and and, um, a little bit of uh, libations and just an all-around good time. If it's warm, we might swim. Um, but either way, it'll be uh, anybody who's been out to Willow Creek Springs in Southern California. Um, it's it's a good time to be had by all. And if you are a member of the Human Solution International or you want to learn more and become a member, um, we welcome you to attend this. Uh, reach out to me. I'm easily found. Um, and i uh, love to have you guys come out. Uh, masks will not be required, but we'll have probably uh, – little bit of a, 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 a small campfire in a very protected place. And uh, like I said, lots of good food and, and, and good folks. Um, so, Craig, I understand, you know, you've got some good news brewing, but it hasn't been finalized. And you can't talk about it entirely, but you can talk about it generally. I'd sure like to hear and, and share with the audience what you got going on.
2: Well, i I can talk about my frustration. <laughs> as you well know, I was transferred by the Bureau of Prisons from the, the Bureau of Prisons can transfer us to, because I, I, I am a uh, a federal prisoner and uh, as such, I'm in the custody of the federal Bureau of Prisons and they can send me to basically any prison they want to, but they can also send me to home confinement, which they did. And, um, Well, while on home confinement, since the Bureau of Prisons doesn't have any resources to oversee us, they pay a halfway house to, uh, you know, just basically keep an eye on those of us on home confinement to make sure that we're staying at home uh, and basically not getting in any trouble. And you pretty much need approval for anything, approval to get a bank account, approval approval for anything that a normal person does including getting a job well lo and behold i got a i i from the day i got out I, I started hunting around for jobs and pushing and all this and that as you well know and uh sure enough on september 21st i, I got um before that I, I negotiated back and forth and on september 21st i officially got offered a job but unfortunately That job offer has to be run through the halfway house and then the halfway house has to get approval from the Bureau of Prisons, from the U.S. Probation Department, from a handful of different places. Well, well, this system by which I'm on home on home confinement directly from the Bureau of Prisons, this is all new. This started as part of the CARES Act and um, I would I was the very first person in the Chicago area to go home on this, and there's still only a a handful of people across the country that are directly placed on home confinement as a result of the CARES Act. Well, the poor halfway house is so befuddled they don't know what to do, they won't get the paperwork done to approve me to have a job. So I have a beautiful job offer out there, and they're already looking to put other people in the job because I can't get an approval from the... uh, Howers that be, and so you can imagine how frustrating that is. <laughs>
1: wow. So, what 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 do you think? I mean, I guess there's probably not any kind of precedent for what you're doing right now. Um, I mean, you know, you're one of the only people, maybe the only person, who has been released to home confinement under this situation right i mean there isn't another there isn't another case of your scenario right that you know of well
2: not not that i know of in the chicago area i I think there's a few more around the country but most of them they're they're very limited there's not many the bureau of prisons just didn't like sending people home on home confinement but they were forced to send home some i'm not sure how many there actually is Well, I tell you, bureaucracy,
0: um, I don't think that there's ever been a situation where
1: bureaucracy was the best way, and, you know, the the Bureau of Prisons is maybe worse than the Army when it comes to bureaucracy, I mean, you know, because it has a lot of subjective, at least the Army, you know, is is pretty um, objective about its it's insanity, you know, it, it's not really a matter of somebody's personal opinion or agenda that gets to uh, clog it up or, or speed it up or, or, or anything like that, you know, it, it's, a, it's a disaster on its own. I know that, you know, it frustrates the living hell out of me, all the people that believe and want the government to be a big part of their life, and, and that every time that happens, life becomes more complicated and less efficient and less effective and less good. And I have, don't think I've ever seen a situation where a bureaucracy of any kind got deeply involved in anything and it became better. And this is just yet another example of that. You know, today... I had Southern California Edison come out um, to my house, and about six months ago or so ago, uh, they replaced some power poles, and for the previous year before that, they were sending somebody out to my property about every, I don't know, maybe every couple of weeks, and they would they'd have to check the old pole, they took pictures of the old pole, they took measurements of the old pole, they measured the road, they measured this, they did that, and it seemed like every week or so, somebody was just popping up over at my house and wanting to see the poles. And I finally got to the point where, you know, these are people that I don't know coming onto my property, I've got a two and a half acre property, so it's a hassle to show them where the poles are, and frankly, I don't prefer people I don't know tromping around on my property. Um, And especially, you know, as we're living in a a world where our freedoms have been compromised significantly this year, um, anytime somebody wants to do something that I don't necessarily want done, I'm not happy about it. But, um, you know, I wanted a new power pole, so I figured I'd put up with whatever it took to get it. They finally did it. And I'm not kidding you, there must have been – seven or eight companies involved, and none of them talked to anybody. And nobody, um, you know, the same people came out to do, you know, seven different companies or, or people came out to do the same job. And after they got the poll in, then they had somebody come out and inspect it. And then a month or so later, all of a sudden, I see these guys come up, and they say they're, you know, contractors with Edison, and they need to check the poll again. And I'm like, number one, there's every kind of scam out there where people will pose as utility um, employees, and they will come and they'll case out your house or they'll, you know, figure things out, um, whatever it is, and, um, you know, they'll take advantage. If they see you're not home, they might help themselves into your property. I mean, this is a an age-old scam, so I first of all said, you know, number one, I don't even know if you are who you say you are. Number two, call and make an appointment. Have your company make an appointment like the cable company does, like uh, the phone company does, like everybody else. You guys just show up, and you think you're going to, you know, come out and and inspect my polls, and so I chased him out the last time. I said, no, you're not going to come in. Um so anyhow, um, today, I'm out working in the yard, getting ready to go to a meeting, and I hear my wife talking to somebody, and sure enough, another guy, and I laid into him, and you know I told him, I, I'm not mad at you, but the fact that you're representing your company, I've got a message for you to take back to your company, and I vented my frustration, and I told him, you know, i got to sit here and watch you i don't trust you because i don't know you and you're taking up my time and i don't have it to give and so you know i was thinking to myself and he's oh well the company doesn't this and the state's making us do that and the new rules and the fire and the 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 and i just said you know this is the government this is what we get when we let the government get in our business about every little thing and i understand when People are left to their own devices. Oftentimes they take advantage of each other. But frankly, I don't need a big government. I don't know about you, but that's kind of where I'm at. So what can you tell us about this job? Can you tell us anything about it?
2: Well, it it does deal with uh, uh, prisoner and marijuana advocacy. I can tell you that, and I'm really excited about it. It's the dream job for me. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And, as you know, I had a prior experience of a of a possible job at the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals here in Chicago. They were wow, looking for know. somebody with paralegal credentials, which I have, and they wanted somebody just to to make sure that the justice is there, including Justice Barrett, who's now um nominated for the u s Supreme Court, you know. But they wanted somebody just to oversee that they were meeting their deadlines and, you know, just to to watch all that kind of stuff. I was qualified. I, you know, semi-interviewed with the people I would work with over the phone, and I'm, you know, this is great, you know. Now, by statute, the U.S. probation office is supposed to help people on home confinement and getting out of prison to find jobs. So I called them, you're in the same building as the court right here in the federal building in Chicago. Can you help me get this job? And boy, they flipped. They all know that job. It pays too much and it has too much responsibility. You can't have that job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And I said, what? Oh, she repeated it about four different ways. And, you know, she needed the name of anybody associated with me so she could call them and make sure I don't get the job. <laughs> and these are That's the people hard. that are paid ninety thousand dollars a year to help prisoners find jobs. <laughs> well
1: so what is it they want you to do? Flipping burgers or uh I mean, you know, the idea the the whole idea I thought was, you know, there's the prison system is supposed to be somehow involved in rehabilitation, right? Isn't that kind of the goal? And wouldn't you think Well that not the, anymore. Yeah.
2: Not anymore. The in nineteen ninety four. Actually in then Completely in 2004, the Federal Bureau of Prisons took rehabilitation out of their mission. It's not in their mission at all anymore. Wow. Their only mission is to store you according to the sentence issued by the court.
0: Wow.
1: Well, they're pretty good at that. I guess I guess if that's their job, somehow they're doing it. I, I, I hate to, you know, I'm always trying to find the bright side on things, and if that's the only bright side... Maybe we need to change their mission. And, um, you know, that's one of the things, too, just so you know, and I I know I can't talk about it, but it will likely have something to do with it as we're moving forward. But once we get done with our elections, uh, one of the things that I'm going to work on, assuming that I'm still the president of this organization, is um, we're really going to work on getting some funding Um, for building our legal clinic, and um, we've already got, you know, kind of a framework for it. We've already got a lot of ideas, and, you know, with regards to cannabis cases and even some of the other human rights issues that we're dealing with, um, there's always legal battles. No matter what kind of a civil rights, human rights issue you might be facing, there's always legal battles. And I don't know, most of the time that people come to me, the thing that they have issues with is their legal counsel and their ability to fight their case. And so um, a lot of it's going to be self-help with a lot of resources and motions and um, rules of court and and tools to help public defenders and people to, uh, uh, to file their own motions and things like that. But... My thinking is that if we get this thing funded right, uh, we'll be able to reach out to law schools and um, you know, pick up some attorneys that are um, looking to pick up some pro bono time and champion some real cases. And as much as um, the grassroots stuff has always been important, and it will always be important, um, the truth is the whole reason why you have a 501c3 is that so you can step up your game Work with other organizations, raise money, get some things done, and um, I think we're gonna we're gonna step into that a little bit and um, take on you know getting some grants, um, raising some money to to accomplish these things, and see what it takes. We've done for the last ten years an all volunteer, all donation um, operation, and we've done some great things. Don't get me wrong. But I've always been frustrated that we, we've we always, you know, been a little bit lacking in resources, you know. We've always had to really struggle to to, to bring things around. And it would sure be nice if we had um, the ability to, to, to raise some funds and get some things together um, so that we could build a project like this. So that's coming up. Finally, I have an announcement. Uh, and we're going to, like I said, cut this show off a little short today. Um, But this is about Michael Thompson. So I don't know how aware you are of the Michael Thompson case, but he's in the state of Michigan. Um, He's served a lot of years in prison. He has kind of what they would call a de facto life sentence. Um, We've been advocating for him for, oh, shoot, I think at least seven or eight years now. Um, A long time. And he's finally, uh, he actually got a letter written from the Attorney General of Michigan on his behalf, and um, it's a really big deal because we're finally, hopefully, going to uh, be able to get him out, and there's actually a hearing finally scheduled. This has been going around and around and around, and D.D. And Dee Dee Kirkwood has been, Literally behind the scenes, pushing, she's the one that got the
0: last. <laughs> um,
1: and, and all the work that they've done uh, on behalf of this, and the attorneys involved, and they raised money so that he's got a place to live. And really, this has been one of the biggest um, quasi-group efforts that I've ever seen. And it, here I'm going to just read the, the, the email that I got um, today. So it says, Michael called, and he said that he just received notification from the parole board that his public hearing has been scheduled for Tuesday, November 17th at 9 a.m. He's sending me the paper that tells how to confirm if you want to attend this virtual hearing, and I will forward it to you. If I understand the process correctly, the parole board will take about a month to gather their notes and vote whether or not to recommend a sentence be commuted And they send that to the government, I mean to the governor. That recommendation, according to the MDOC, will not be made public. We will have to wait for the governor's decision and announcement. If she says that sentence should be commuted, then it becomes a parole eligible and jurisdiction is moved to the parole board. They decide whether or not to grant parole, and there's no reason for them not to. And then investigate his reentry plan to confirm that he will be returning to a productive environment, and that's the best news we've heard on Michael's behalf so far. And one of the other elements that we're working on, um, as as part of this legal clinic, is a reentry project, and um, we're actually we actually have some some big things potentially in the works here, um, and. <clears throat> potentially some grant money and working together with with a couple of nonprofits, uh, we've got potentially um, a really, you know, strong position um, for somebody like Michael, maybe for him, um, whether or not we get it together in time, I don't know. But um, we have a 501C3 behind it. We have the ability uh, to work with other nonprofits and the ability to raise funds and administer a project like this. And that's what we're setting out to do. So, uh, Craig, that's, that's the, big, uh, the big news of the week. And um, is there? we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here early today. Actually, I'm going to bring up Dana real quick. It looks like he moved up on the line, and I'm not sure how that worked, but I'm not sure if Dana's got an update. As I don't have a screener, let's find out. Dana, I'm assuming this is you. I believe it's you. And uh, did you have an update? Uh, no updates today. I just listening to the show. Uh, hi Craig. I'm glad y'all are doing a good, I'm praying that you can get that job. Uh, yeah. Thanks, uh, Dana. Thanks, Dana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been work doing a lot, you know, doing a lot of concentrating on, uh, the neuros who the world that I created It I mean, I got shark tank, uh, been contacting me and, uh,
0: I'm sure find them
1: on the yeah and, yeah that and That and Sue And uh <clears throat> Hopefully that, that We might end up on the show down there
0: So <laughs> maybe we'll cool. be coming to California Awesome
1: That'd be awesome uh, Anytime anybody comes to Southern California That's involved let me know And uh certainly want to make sure we uh We're able to get together Alright Dana well I appreciate uh, your, your uh your update And uh Craig, did you have a last uh a last uh a last comment, parting shot?
2: Well, you know my uh typical last shot is to direct people to be like Dana, be like uh Joe, you know, get on the phone, get on your email, get get your pen out and uh get these uh legislators both in the in the state and in the federal government just to get out of marijuana. Leave, leave marijuana to the people, <laughs> the way it was, you know, before nineteen thirty-seven when everything was fine. But make sure that they're hearing from us. Make sure that they're that they know that they're accountable to all of us.
1: I couldn't agree more. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens next week. I think we're going to have a, a pretty big show with a bunch of announcements. Hopefully, we'll be announcing your uh, your new job and how it's all working. And, uh, Craig, I appreciate you being here, and um, I think that's about it for today. We're going to catch you all next week.
2: Hi, I'm Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse The Human Solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant.
0: Little things I should have said done. you were always on my